Hello and welcome to the Miss Roll Limb podcast. We are back. We have made it back from the wilderness of the World Cup. Um, and I'm fairly certain my name is still Jacob Staten and I'm fairly certain I'm still joined by JJ Armstrong. JJ, is that you? Are you there? How are you? I am. We are back. That's very Alan Partridge, that was. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. There we go. Yes, I'm very good. Happy to be back. It feels like forever ago since we recorded. There's been a whole World Cup, uh, a few illnesses, a whole, it feels like COVID, but it's not. I'm going to die situation. Well, you had COVID. A new puppy. You can see a crate <laughs> in the background. Christmas, New Year. A forest win, a messy World Cup. It's been, there's a lot going on. A lot going on. A lot going on. Lots going on. Um, I think that's a great place to start it out, the messy World Cup. It, it was, despite the weird fact that it was in winter, um, it was a fantastic World Cup, in my opinion. Great for Messi to win it. Amazing to see, you know, I think it was five five Forest players actually at the club now. Five Forest players are out on loan at the World Cup. Remo Freud is scoring. Is it the first Forest player to score at a World Cup since Pierre van Hooydonk in France 98? There was a start, so yeah. Just, yeah, so just, just wonderful to see. Um, obviously, so all the Welsh players as well playing together. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, going to start the, fo- the Forest coverage with an apology in the... Uh, Lack of vlog that we promised for um, the Palace game. JJ came down with a uh, failing a late fitness test, didn't you, JJ? As per. As per, yeah. And I don't think anybody deserved to see my brother's mullet when he uh, he hot-footed it on the train down to uh, to cover. So um, you dodged a bullet, but uh, we'll be back. Uh, we're going to the Leicester game. We'll be in Poets. Uh, we'll be doing a vlog. we having fun, I suppose at the city ground, which will be amazing. Um, but I suppose kicking us off with matches, we, we need to cover off the win at Palace, which was, um, it felt it felt a bit, it's a big word, but it felt a little bit monumental. It felt like a really good way to go into the World Cup. Um, it was a shame there was a break. Obviously, it's inevitable. We all knew it was happening, so you can't moan too much. But uh, on the back of some really, really good results before that, and um, it just felt really, really positive. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we then fast forward. Great, uh, great sound to, effect. That. Great sound effect. <laughs> to, uh, what was it? The day after Boxing Day, so the 27th? Yeah. Cheers, Amazon Prime. Really appreciate that. Um, to Old Trafford, to Manchester United away. Now, I think we actually played okay I know that when we came out the second half, they said that we were having a go and that was good. But I think the whole game we played okay, we just shot ourselves in the foot three times. Um, I would have been really interested to see if we could have got to the kind of 60, 70th minute without without shooting ourselves in the foot, obviously. Um, just just to see what would have happened because I, I, I think we were giving them a game. Obviously, they were in control. They had possession. They had the chances. You know, it's Man United the way they are, despite what, most people think still up at least a semi-decent team. Well, certainly better than us anyway. Um, but yeah, just, I, I, I was, I think you put out on Twitter, didn't you saying, you know, I'm, I'm not disappointed by that really at the end of it. And I, I completely agree. It's just, it was one of those games where you dared to hope after 10 minutes and then I got dashed a little bit. Yeah. I think we were just naive really. And we weren't terrible. Um, I, I certainly don't think Man United were as good as 3-0 suggests. I think that flatters them. No, um, no. 
I actually I thought think two, was, two was about right, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was our own fault. We cost ourselves. Um, I thought after that game, I messaged some United fans to say I'd be surprised if you got top four. But you know, think about it. Since then, a lot changes in football. After Chelsea didn't win their last game, um, we'll come on to that. And Spurs don't look fantastic at the minute, um, so maybe they will. But I just think in terms of our fixture, uh, I just don't think they were were. Fa- Great. They're obviously better than us and it's a fixture, a first game back after a long break away at Manchester United. You expect yeah. to lose, but you dare to dream. Um, unfortunately, yeah. it, it didn't pay off. We cost ourselves, like I say, we were naive, but it gave me great optimism and, and hope leading into the Chelsea game. And I, I was going to the Chelsea game expecting us to pick up something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so small bit of background myself jj and a, and a group of others are in a like a premier league predictions uh thing where every week we, we guess the scores to every game put money in you get money out short story um but uh at the end of this round there were four of us that got correct scores that week and i was kind of uh billy large testicles saying which one did i get right and it was i i guessed forest chelsea one one Turns out all four of us guessed Chelsea Forest Chelsea one one, including JJ Armstrong. So uh Easy. Big shout out there, JJ. Easy. We knew, we knew, we dared to dream, we believed, and I couldn't I really just knew one one was happening. It it felt like we were getting something from it. Yeah, yeah, because I think it was a fantastic performance all game. Um we were very unlucky to go in at half time one one. one nil down, sorry. Um, it's a it's a super lucky. It's a very smart finish from Sterling. Something that I didn't actually think he had in his locker. That kind of snapshot without having to dawdle on it and run around the ball twenty thousand times. But um, yeah, it's super lucky it's come back to him. I don't, I'm not sure Lodi can do much more without risking a handball on a penalty. And Henderson, maybe if I'm being super critical, maybe could have switched on a bit quicker and got got across. But yeah, I mean you. Kind of, if it's a centimetre higher on the bar, it's going out for a goal kick, isn't it? Or spooning away. But um, yeah, super unlucky to go out there. But then came out in the second half even better than the first half. Gibbs White cracks the crossbar with what could have been a you know goal of the goal of the season for the entire Premier League. Never mind just for us. Um, uh, just a side note on that as well. Delicious cutback from Ryan Yates um, as well. The the technique from Gibbs White to hit that shot is oh, yeah. it's lovely. The technique Fantastic. was beautiful. Fantastic. Obviously, Brennan Johnson has that chance where it's it's very similar to the uh, is it Harry Kane in the 2018 World Cup where he should have squared it to Raheem Sterling. Um, I think we discussed at the time that we I, I'm kind of in the box of I want my striker to shoot that, and I think you're a bit more of a irrelevant to who's got it square it. Um, but I I think Brennan's trying to play himself into a bit of form, which might cost us a goal or two, but I think it'll come it'll pay dividends in the end. Um, but yeah, we get the equaliser from Aurier. Not sure why he's in the box from a corner. The diminutive fullback should be back on the halfway line, right? But um, great touch, great finish. And um, great great scenes of celebration. Oh, everyone seems really, really together at the minute. Um, and I think I was just kind of teetering on the edge of being disappointed we didn't get all three points. I'm not sure about you, JJ. I... So I think I I went over the edge slightly and not not like I wasn't that mad, uh, but I did come away from it thinking we definitely 
should have got three points here. I did feel like it felt a bit like two points lost, which when you put that into perspective of playing Chelsea at home as a newly promoted side, that is pretty crazy. Um, You could argue that Chelsea weren't great, but I think, you know, we were. The home support was great. Um, The togetherness that you mentioned is is clear to see. And it was nice to see uh, Mr. Lingard pitch side cheering the boys on yep. and they all look together. Yep. Um, so I was, I was slightly disappointed. Um, you just mentioned Serge Aurier there getting in the box. Thank God he was there. Mm-hmm. It was a lovely, lovely control, lovely yeah. finish. Um, I would like to take this opportunity to send my apologies on a first class mm-hmm. postcard to, to Mr. Aurier. Cause I did say I didn't want him, but he has been fantastic. Um, and yeah, he, and he carried fantastic. that into the Saints game. So yeah, Really, really well played then. He's been one of our best players in the last few games. Um, and also Taiwo. I think Taiwo, we, we've not we've not necessarily slated him on this podcast. I think we've been quite fair and quite reasonable. Um, still some question marks over him, but tonight's game against Southampton and the last game against Chelsea, I thought he was fantastic and he won man of the match. And with the video that Forrest put out, it was really nice to see his reaction to getting him out of the match. He looked relatively emotional f- to get that. Yeah. And I think his, I think I saw that his parents were there. So that was really lovely to see. Um, but yeah, a fantastic game. Really enjoyable to watch. I, I was really pleased that we got something out of it, even if it felt like we were possibly losing two points. Um, refreshing yeah. to see on match of the day as well. Them actually give some analysis. It's it's nice to see that, you know, they also thought that Forrest probably should have won this and it's not just your blinkered view of of supporting your own club. So I was pleased to see that. Um, and to sort of end my rambling on about that game, I thought Gibbs White was fantastic <laughs> and played some wonderful through balls and sort of unlocked us a lot. So he's a he's continues to just impress and you can see why Steve Cooper wanted him. I think he's worth every penny. I think he's loved at Forest. I think he knows that. Um, so yeah, all in yeah. all, sorry for talking a lot, but all in all, fantastic performance. No. And I was really pleased with it, heading into tonight's game against Southampton. Just before we jump in two feet into that, I just want to add, I think the reason I wasn't disappointed, I didn't manage to get to the edge of we should have won that, was that stat that I think the commentators showed that was... That's the first game where we've gone behind that we haven't lost. Yeah. Which is which is monumental. Yeah. Um for 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 what we're trying to do, I think, at this point of the season. But you're right, it leads us nicely into the team of the worst home form, Southampton, at home against the team of the worst away form, us. Which Ooh. was um it sounds like a recipe for for a board draw, but uh, I think we were sensational in the first half. I think we were not just where we kind of Deadpool maximum effort, but we were actually trying to play football as well, which did mean they had a few chances, which I'm happy to swallow if it means that we're trying to do things the right way. Um, You know, won the ball back. Brennan actually squares it. We score a great goal in my opinion. Um, yeah, just the first half, I think, was pretty faultless. There was a few times we were a bit silly about giving free kicks away for James Wall-Prowse. Mm. Um, they, they look good when they go in. I, I'd love to see the stats on actual free kicks taken to actually scored. He's, I don't, possibly his ratio, his conversion ratio is probably not as high as 
commentators want you to think. But yeah, um, there's no doubt that his delivery and, he, and his, his goals when he scores them from free kicks is fantastic. So maybe could have been a bit smarter there. But yeah, I think overall first half was a kind of eight, nine out of 10. Um, maybe a second goal would have made it the nine or nine or 10 out of 10. But what about you, JJ? Yeah, I thought it was a great performance. It was before the game, Southampton are a team that on paper, I am not scared at, at all. No, no. Um, I've, they've got a manager who on paper, I'm not scared about at all. Um, they're, they're banging trouble. They've got a home crowd that are really on their backs, which is fair after their recent form. Mm. Um, yep. They were booing at half time. They were booing when they passed the ball back. They were booing at full time, which I love to hear. Um, but I just think they, other than Forest, possibly against City and uh, in the Leicester game, I've never really seen a Premier League team look terrified to actually play football before. They looked like they were constantly yeah. scared of making a mistake, um, which we capitalised on because ultimately it was a mistake that gifted us a goal. Brennan had a lot of work to do to make it, but it was a mistake that yeah. we capitalised on. Um, I think Kyle Walker-Peters for them was possibly the only player that could come out of that with any credit, really. I think they're a young squad and I think in a few years they will probably be quite good, but I don't think they'll get to that because I suspect they might be going down. They didn't look very good to me. Um, but Forrest, yeah. you know, we were there to take them and it's our first away win, which you've just said, it was the last game was the first time that we've gone behind and not lost. This was the first time we've won away. We're sort of eradicating all these little things that are starting to get on our back and showing that we we can believe and we can have hope. And you mentioned earlier that there's a bit of togetherness that you're starting to see. And it just feels like tonight you could see it clicking. Um, a lot of the yeah. players look together yeah. and there's some chemistry there, which is lovely to see because obviously 23 new players has been the narrative. Um, and I think that has been difficult to gel and bed them all together. But tonight and the last few games in general, uh, it looks like we're building something. So I feel really yeah. good about it. And I'm really pleased with how we played tonight and the sort of effort and application we, we did give. Um, there's certainly someone that we need to talk about um, aside from all the good bits that came on um, because I'm absolutely in love with him. He's going to be massive coming into to the next half of the season. But all in all, a fantastic performance. And we move out the bottom three. Uh, what more could you could you ask for? Yeah, I mean, I think the second half, it obviously got scrappy. I don't think we're anywhere near as good as we were in the first half. But I think that back four was phenomenal. Um, Bolly and Worrell, where that partnership's come from, I don't know. Um but yeah, they're, they're clearly first choice now for Cooper, um, which is great. Lottie, Taylor made for that kind of backs to the wall, what it was in the second half, in my opinion, having played under Simeone. Aurier, like you said, thousand apologies for my initial thoughts because you've been sensational. Um, like I said, during the first half as well, to you didn't I? I think that, that midfield four, although it, it's not actually a four, so they're kind of Froiler holding... Mangala and Yates and then with Gibbs White at the base of the front three that that four the way they move up the pitch together down back the pitch together it, that, that's so important and the kind of the full backs and the, the wide strikers because they're not really wingers so Awunye and uh, Johnson 
Lodi and Aurier, the way they move, may they, they pull them up and down the pitch is so important. I think um, it's just you know we've got a regular, we've got we've got a clear first eleven now. Yeah, and he keeps picking them again and again and again, and you know it just it's it's really really nice to see um, that it just keeps working. So yeah, uh, you know, they, they, and Southampton never really created a chance. So they, they, you know, they had a bit more of the ball, and it may have been a bit scrappier in the second half, but they never really created a chance. I don't think they had a shot on goal. So you know, kudos to the team. And all that was important is that right now we're sat fifteenth, and amazingly, we're actually above Bournemouth which I didn't think would happen after we lost 3-2 to them and they, they were flying high under Gary O'Neill. But, you know, and again, looking at it, I think I'm looking at the stats right now, there are five teams that have actually lost more games than us. That's Leicester, Bournemouth, West Ham, Wolves and Southampton. I think Southampton are gone. I think what you said about the team sheet being weak is right. I think they've got some amazing talent in there. I mean, just look at what they've got from Man City and Bazunu. Um, Edozi and uh, Lavia as well. Uh, Almabella Catchup, Duja Coletta Carr. They've got uh, got some really, really, really talented, talented, promising players. But I think this is a a step too far for them at the wrong time. With an with an un- uninspiring manager with with shit trainers. So yeah, yeah. I I I, <laughs> I mean I know anyone to link with Forest after. Kind of last season isn't well, the eight and the season before isn't a huge Nathan Jones thing. A fan, I think he had the perfect storm at Luton. Mm. I, I think he's, he was a bit, a bit silly to bit silly to leave for what he's left for. If that yeah. makes sense. Well, he, he he left for um for Stoke. He couldn't do it there. Came back to Luton yeah. with his sort of tail between his legs. Did well there that, again. Yeah. Left again and hasn't quite done it. So. I no. think he is a fraud. Um, shout out to the Forest Away fans that were singing Nathan Jones. Yeah. Uh, you're a wanker and Nathan Jones, your trainers are shit. Uh, and how shit must you be? We're winning away. Fantastic chance. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I just think Southampton are in trouble. So I think for me, they're one team that you, when we're in a bit of a relegation dogfight, you've got to look for three teams that are potentially worse than you. I think Southampton are definitely one of them. But there looks like quite a few candidates at the minute. So I'm remaining really optimistic heading into this second half of the season. As we gel, as we click, as we find form, yeah. I just suspect, you know, you've got Southampton, who I've mentioned, the home fans are really on their back. You've got yeah. West Ham, whose home fans are really on their back. You've got Everton well, last night, I watched them. Can't buy a win. Can't yeah. buy a win. Everton last night, I watched them. Um, they got booed off the pitch as well. Leicester, they're booing. You know, it's one of those things where we've got a manager who's been shown faith, who has been given a new contract, whose name is sung for the whole 90 minutes. We've got a great positive atmosphere. Our home atmosphere is incredible. And that's going to count for a lot in the second half of the season. So there's more than three teams, I think, that are possibly worse than us at the minute. So we can dream about staying up and believe. And I think tonight and the last few games have been a great springboard into that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm looking. At, I'm looking at the bottom of the league now. Um, I think Frank Lampard will get sacked, and I think Everton have actually got some decent players. So I think they they will stay up. Um, very similar to West Ham. I don't think they'll sack Moyes, but I think they they do have decent players, as they've shown in the last couple of seasons. So I don't think they'll go down. They're looking at Bournemouth. I think they've got a manager who's never managed before. They don't really have a good squad. 
they've lost that kind of new manager bounce. So I think they could be could be in some hidings that we've already had and taken and swallowed and, and moved on. Leeds, I, I I don't know what to call on Leeds. I really don't. I want to say Jesse Marsh is a is a fraud. He is, but. But also, he gets some decent results. It's it's odd. However, they are level with us, so he can't be that good. Um, the Leicester, I don't see them getting many more wins. Uh, and w- but what is really interesting, and as she said, it you know going into the second half of the season, we're not even actually out of the first half of the season yet. We've only you know it's it's only eighteen is nineteen is halfway. Well, the first half. So it's just it's crazy to think we're in the first week of January going into the second week and we're not even halfway yet. So there's so many points to play for. I don't see how we could be anything other than positive. Yeah, especially, like I said, home atmosphere is massive. Um, The man that I was referring to that came on is Gustavo Scarpa. I think he's going to be very important. I absolutely love him. He is my favourite first player before he kicked a ball. And when he came on... I think he's going to be... Really, really good because I think we saw it tonight with Morgan Gibbs White is is amazing and I think he's our most important player. But he he works so hard that it's hard for him to do that for ninety minutes. And I know he's just coming back from injury, so th- there is that as well. But you know, if you can bring Scarper on for him to sit in the hole, if you can bring Scarper on to play on the wing for let's say Johnson or something in the second half, I just think he, he's gonna his momentum is gonna build because you know it. it you know, he's never played outside of Brazil before. Mm. He's clearly talented. Some of the passes, there was one that he did to uh, Nico Williams really late on where he hit it and I just assumed it was going straight out for a throw in. All of a sudden, it whipped back in and basically landed at Williams' feet. It was amazing. So I think <clears throat> he, like I said, I think he's going to be going to grow to become a key player, whether that's as a sub or as a winger maybe. I can't see him dislodging uh, Morgan Gibbs-White, but yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a it's a really shrewd signing to to go out and get someone like that on a free. Um, which speaking of signings brings us into January. Um, Emmanuel Dennis is apparently on his way out, which um, I'm not entirely shocked and surprised at. JJ, Jake, sorry, we're back in the room. There was a bit of technical difficulty there. Don't know if you could see me speaking whilst Jake was speaking, but my point that I was trying to finish, uh, which sort of leads on to his point anyway is that uh, Scarpa is going to be really important um, because he's beautiful. But he's a fantastic player. But what we need to make sure we do in this January window is not disrupt too much, not add too many new faces in because, uh, you know, we don't want to just... It's settled. It's settled now. We don't want to unsettle it too much. So we only need a few. But anyway, I believe your point was, and apologies for the technical difficulties, I believe your point was that Emmanuel Dennis is going... Um, yes. which surprises yeah. me. I didn't think he would have such little impact, um, but it doesn't surprise no. me after seeing how little impact he's had. Um, I'm going to chalk that one off as me getting that one wrong because I really wanted him. I was really pleased when we got him. And I'm surprised, I'm very surprised to see that he hasn't quite hit the heights, but it just sort of seems like Cooper didn't want him. There's question marks over his attitude. Um it's one of those that just hasn't worked. And if we can get rid of him and recuperate some of the fee, if Cooper's not going to play him anyway, then fine. Um, but Apparently it, we're getting more than what we paid for. That's the whispers. He's going to America, America or yeah. the Middle East, isn't he? Yeah, well, if if that happens, I'd even more see you. Um, it's a real big shame. I think yeah. at some point, I think he'll play I, in the Premier League and be really good. But 
not with us, it seems. So as long as we can get I, better in. I, yeah. I personally, I never really saw where he would fit in. Mm. I lo- looking at the, you know, looking at the the th- the three four three that Cooper played last season and the the four three three that he's stuck to now, which I love. I don't, I couldn't see where he would where he would slot in because he has the big target man on the left wing to hold the ball up. He has the the, the playmaker in the hole, and he has the the pacey playmaker on the right wing. And I don't think Dennis is any of them. Dennis wants to be the, the striker on the left wing cutting in, if that makes sense. So I, I, I don't think I ever really saw where he would fit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's been constant rumblings of, you know, he's a poor trainer, he's got a poor attitude, that kind of thing, which, you know, I've never met Steve Cooper, but I've watched enough videos of him to know that that just isn't going to wash in the slightest. It's a maximum effort situation at all times, I think. Um, yeah. So I'm not overly surprised. I'm a bit disappointed because you know he did have a good season with Watford the season before. Cost a bit of money, but if we if we're making at least what we paid, irrelevant, isn't it? Yeah. Um, to your point on on incomings, I wouldn't mind one or two. I I don't, you know, prior to prior to Warrell and Bolly being a good partnership, I probably would have asked for a centre back. We do have Nia Carte to come back. Which will, course, will be yeah. like a new signing. January, back to the end of the month. Apparently, I think um, that will feel that will feel like a new signing. Um, if he gets in the team, well, he's got a lot of work to do to, to yeah. get his way back. Um, but I think he is obviously a great player. So, um, some yeah. maybe a cup game would be good to bet him in. But I think that will feel like a new signing. But I think yeah. someone. Probably a centre mid now that Kuate is injured and maybe a striker. Possibly a centre-back. I, I don't think we need much yeah. more than that. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's, it's, it's you know, we I agree we need a centre midfielder to replace Kuate, but they're not going to be first choice because of how good that three is at the minute. Yeah, it has to. Yeah, so I think... Who, who do we, how can we sign some... You know, what's the quality we can get knowing they're going to be back up to a to somebody who's also going to be a backup if you know what I mean it's it's a it's a really hard one yeah, I was thinking today as well though we have sorry Megon there are the opportunities for these players to get minutes with the five subs so you see today yeah. Surridge came on and Colback came on fantastic yeah. I, I think that and they both played really well it's a shame to see Surridge linked with Burnley and Sunderland I really hope that's just for a loan I think he's going to be a very good premiership level striker in a good few years I don't want to to lose him so hopefully that's just alone but in general the opportunities are there because we've got we saw Jim Colback came on um, and I think in the market you can get better than those two for the premiership so the opportunities are there to, to get two two good squad players that can come on that will be better than Surridge and Colback yeah I mean I think with Surridge I can kind of understand why he'd want to leave He's not as young as people think. I don't, you know, he's 25 next summer. So wanting to really settle thought, down and get in. That is interesting. I did think he was younger than that. I don't know if it's just the aura yeah. he gives off or the career he's had so far, but I did think he was younger. Yeah, yeah 24. He was 24 in July. So 25 next summer. I, I'd be wanting to to settle down and start really playing first team football um, personally. But yeah, I, I, I don't want to rock the boat I would like to see a centre midfielder come in, but it's, it's you know what we just discussed of who do you come who do you get in 
that's quality knowing they're not going to play, if you know what I mean? Because mm. it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's thankfully not my job to decide. Um, but let's, yeah, let's just um, hope we get we, it right. Yeah, basically, please, please don't rock the boat because it seems to be sailing quite nicely now. Yeah. Um, so we next, who do who we got next? We've got, we've got two cup games coming up. Blackpool, haven't we? And is Blackpool away and Wolves at home? Correct, yes. Uh, FA Cup and EFL Cup, respectively. I'm sort of taught, I'd quite like to see maybe the more secondy team playing on Saturday. It's Blackpool. Theoretically, an easier, easier opposition. You know, it's, it's really, it's, you know, it's early stages of that cup, but, uh, but I'd like to see the team that play tonight against Wolves next Wednesday. I agree. Because that, you know, we get to the semi-final of another cup competition. It's, it, he just keeps ticking things off, doesn't he, King Cooper? Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think Blackpool's a great chance for a Scarper start. You've got your Surridges, mm. you've got your maybe Dennis, if McKenna he's not gone, Cook, McKenna Cook, you've got your Tofflows, you've got your Williams, you've got your O'Briens. Yeah. Like our second squad is is still very it's good. It's a strong team. Um, it's a strong team for that, isn't it, really? It, it you know? is. It is. They, and I, they have played as well. Yeah, and you, we yeah. can, we should and can beat Blackpool. It's the cup. It's the magic yeah. of the cup. You never know. But it's a great opportunity to sort of rest a few, but bed a few players in. Um, but like you say, yeah, an opportunity to get to a semi-final would be massive. So same team as tonight and sort of use that to hopefully take some form into the Leicester game at home as well. Um, two home games in a week would be fantastic, but uh, we've got some very nice fixtures coming up to really sort of cement our place in. Um, yeah. So I, I can't see, we'll talk about the, the next two games um, and we'll come back and discuss the Leicester one. Um, but I think yeah. I can't really see anything past the, uh, two Forest wins myself in both cup competitions and if we get to a semi-final yeah. fantastic season another another great addition to Cooper's honours list yeah absolutely is it is it still a replay at this point in the FA Cup so if we draw with Blackpool do we have to play them at home is it, or is it Who extra knows? penalties I've, I've lost track of I all this we- nonsense because some get, some games go straight to penalties which I think that's the league cup isn't yeah. it straight to penalties I think it's the quarterfinal onwards, so sixth round onwards of the FA Cup where it goes to extra time penalties. I think that's the best way forward. But yeah, I, I don't really want a replay in the FA Cup. I, it just it sounds bad, but I, I don't want to distract too much from what we're doing really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I just on the trans back to the transfers. Sorry. Um, just reading here that United did actually consider recalling Dean Henderson because uh, Newcastle recalled Martin Dubravka. Mm. Uh, but apparently they've they've full stop decided against recalling him, which is Good. awesome because the last thing you want in in January with no uh, with no notice is to have to go out and find a first team Premier League goalkeeper. There's a lad that which, plays for uh, Lens or Lon or however you say it in France, who's really good. Uh, Bruce Samba, yeah. What a player! Oh, absolutely smashing! I think they're uh, near the top of the league. They're absolutely amazing. They beat PSG, didn't they? Three one, and he he made an unbelievable point blank yeah, save. Get him back! I love think, you, Bruce. Uh, yeah, I think anybody listening to this podcast understands how good Bruce Samber is down there. And it's just it's a shame that didn't work out. But I'm so happy for him that yeah. he's you know he seems to be enjoying himself. So 
But um, I think that's all we've got time for, isn't it, JJ? Absolutely. So if you're if you've somehow stumbled across us in the in the the desert from the deserts of the World Cup, thank you very much for joining us. If you've come back since our last one, we really appreciate it. Uh, you Reds. <laughs>